from our new location at 77 Grove Street, the former CVPS building. Now we've got the power. The Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. This is the Inside Pitch. Brought to you by the Rutland Herald. Thank you for supporting your hometown newspaper. Here they are, Bob Fredette and Tom Haley. Play ball! Hello, this is Bob Fredette. Hello, this is Tom Haley. This is the Inside Pitch. Okay, and welcome back to Inside Pitch. I'm Bob Fredette here with Tom Haley. Week 11 of the football season, Tom. I can't believe it. I, I, I mean, it sounds cliche, but it really does seem like just a few weeks ago that we were in the heat of August, preseason, doing previews, and now we're at Alumni Field for the finale, the grand finale. It, it went so fast. Well, you know what? I always the thing. The, the reason is this. It's really simple. The first couple of weeks we're out there running around in tennis shoes and shorts and yes. sweating yes. and everything else. Right. And now we've got nine layers. You know, we all look for the Michelin Tire Man. Yep. And we're saying, geez, just get me through this football game so I get in someplace warm and drink some hot chocolate or something. Yep. You know, but. But yeah, yeah, you're right, and it's, it's got it goes by really well when you got a winner to follow too. And we've been very lucky here, Rutland County, through representatives in the every, state championship game. Every game, I know. Every it's, division, it's, so yeah. It's like it used to be. It's we used to think of Rutland County as the uh, epicenter of high school football, and and certainly this year that that is uh, proven to be true. And uh, it's great for uh, Rutland County football fans, and it should make for enormous crowds in the shadow of Applebee's uh, yeah. on Saturday. <laughs> Apples be on, Apple be on one side and the city dump on the other. Yep. So, okay, I interpret that any way you want. So, anyway, uh, let's let's get right out of here. The games are at 11, 2, and 5, 11 o'clock. It is going to be Pultonley against Woodstock. I think we both have very definite ideas about both, all three of these games here, but Pony and Woodstock, it's a big win or a close win, right? Uh, yeah, um, here's what I think. Uh, it will be closer, I think, than the first one, which was a massacre. Uh, for one thing, uh, they were just starting to learn how to play without uh, Levi Allen. Right. And now they've been a while without him. And my thing is for keeping it semi-respectable, is that that big line um, with the other Allen brother, Jacob, running behind it, keeps the ball away from that great Woodstock offense enough to make it something like 28-8 to Woodstock. Okay, okay. Well, you know, that's controlling the ball. And keeping it away from Woodstock, like you said, is a big challenge for Polney. The thing about it is, Polney does not run wide now. Right. They can't run wide. No. I mean, Caden Catman gets out there behind the line, but he doesn't have that kind of a speed. To, they, they have to really respect it and play out there and really worry that much about the edge. Right. I think Woodstock is really going to look at focus on the middle. And, you know, they're going to give up some first downs because Polney, even if they can only run up the middle, will make some adjustments. They did it last week. They didn't run the ball that well to the middle in the first half, and they made a couple of adjustments, and they did better in the second half. Right, and so. even if even if you know they're coming, that line is just immense. Yes, I mean, yeah. You know, I think they can move people out uh, to get the four yards a, a carry and, a, uh, you know, a few first downs and, you know, enough to, to control it for a while. But uh, 
I still see Woodstock winning comfortably, just not quite the route it was during the season. Yeah, they've got an awful lot of weapons. Uh, they do. White, uh, ben Marscafateri, just they, they they run the ball like crazy, you know, and it's and it's really so hard to stop those guys. Paul only has to throw the ball. They've, yeah. got, they've got to be able to throw the ball. And even if they do like that, as they haven't had games where they've had to. And I, I don't know. It, it'll be Pony is kind of a long shot there. And, and Dave, don't get mad at us. We love you, but that's it's it's just a, it's a long shot for Pony this weekend. So oh, it is. Um, so okay, so we both agree, Pony uh, will not be able to win this game unless it's a really really close game. But the odds are it's going to go the other way. Not as not, yeah, I think not we both big. feel pretty confident in picking Woodstock. Right. Hello, this is Jack Healy. Hello, my name is Ken Catman. This is Chris Hughes. This is Jason Behenna. This is Paul Copo. Hi, this is Mike Kinsler, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch with Bob Fredette and Tom Hall of Fame Haley. Fairhaven BBA. I think we may have a disagreement on this one. I'm not sure. Yep. You know, the thing about it is, is that Fairhaven has not beaten Bellows or uh, Bird Burton in years. No, uh, they haven't. It's been a while, and until they, they do, uh, last I, year they got thumped by him. And they didn't get a, a chance for redemption. Well, not directly. Not directly, right. But, but, but they did get taken out, and Fairhaven won the state title. Um, this year they get a chance uh, to avenge that defeat. And I just think that that Kaluti and his receivers are playing better than ever, and uh, they haven't used uh, Aaron Zabo a lot. He's got fresh legs. He had a lot of yards in the semifinal. I look for uh, the the pass run to complement one another, and I look for a Slater. I guess you'd have to call it an upset because the 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 game in Manchester. I think you were there, right? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, not not this year. But oh, that it, was, it was I'm thinking of the year before. I was thinking of the year before. But it was one's very one-sided. It was a 48 to 14 game, right? You know, and that's. But the, I look for a turnaround. I'm I'm going uh, high scoring, big surprise there. Fairhaven 37-30. Okay, okay. Well, you know, I see it the other way, at a, but yep. a close ball game. The difference is in that the first game that they played, and it was in Fairhaven this year, uh, Burn Burton, which is a very physical defense. You know that. That's a real big deal for them. Yep. Uh, their, their defense has been better than the Fairhaven defense has this year. Right. Fairhaven's been scoring a lot of points, and they've, you know, but but their defense has not been as good. Fairhaven's def- or Fairhaven got chased all around the place. Six times, Kaluti was sacked. And when we talked about that after the game, I talked to Brian Grady afterward, and he says kids were really missing their assignments and didn't have their footwork down. So it's they really have to have their, their heads on straight and be focused and, and to protect Kaluti. The thing about it is Kaluti, if you give him a little bit of time, I mean, he's capable of getting away himself. So for him to be six, yes. sacked six times in one game, a lot of things had to be breaking down. That's right. He, he can't extend plays, and I I think that's part of it. He can extend plays with his legs, and I think that's part of my my uh, what went into my the equation for me to pick Fairhaven. Okay, well, uh, the on the other side, Joey McCoy, who had kind of a slow start when I did see them play Bellows Falls. That's it, what you saw, yeah. That's the one I saw, and that yep. was a blowout. Uh, I was not impressed with the way he threw the ball, and I was surprised because they had several candidates 
uh, who would, would have been like good passers. And I thought he was one of them, but he did not. He seemed like he was throwing the ball out the flat of his hand or something, out the palm. Right. But when they played Fairhaven, he threw for 324 yards and three touchdowns and ran for three more. And I know this kid's a good athlete, and uh, there's no doubt he's, he's a little cut. I don't know if he's as good as his brother Jay, but he's a good athlete, and that made the difference in that ball game here. So... Um, other thing is, uh, Kalu the only threw for 218 yards in that game, and that was uh, that's a real season low for him. Yep. And that's the kind of pressure he was facing that day. So, I, I like I like the concept of running uh, Zabo and being more balanced. Yep. I think that there's when they can do that, and they did it last week. They ran uh, Aaron Zabo around a lot, and he's a good back. He's the kid's tough, you know. And right. They've got several good backs. They've got a lot of you know. Uh, next year you'll be hearing more about Fairhaven's backs because it's, they've got some good ones, even if. Zabo graduates, so right. But I think I think that the same way this it's it's going to be a, a close game, uh, maybe a two touchdown game, and I think that Fairhaven is a chance. But I still think I'd have to go with Burn Burton on this one just yep. because of history. They have got to get over the hump and beat right. this team. Yep. So um, brings us to the five o'clock game. Five o'clock somewhere. Five o'clock somewhere, and this time it's going to be five o'clock in Rutland, Vermont, when Rutland <laughs> when Rutland takes home the state championship against Mount Mansfield. This is the Inside Pitch, brought to you by the Rutland Herald. The Inside Pitch is now on Podbean. Get the app. This is Justin St. Louis from Devil's Bowl Speedway, and you can also find the Inside Pitch on iTunes. Yeah, we both. We, I think we both think that. Yeah. Yeah. We you know. Do. You know the thing about. At first, I'm thinking fifty to nothing, because I still have that, and I've rethought it since then, but. I still have that Division Three slash Division Two stigma attached to Mount Mansfield, mm-hmm. which isn't fair because you know. And I know Middlebury is a Middlebury, but it was a semifinal, and they thumped Middlebury yeah. in the semifinal. Yeah. So um, I say the Cougars hang around for a while, but I'm picking Rutland comfortably. Rutland thirty-eight, MMU fourteen. I, you know, I, I like that number. This, you know, what this game reminds me of very much of when Rutland High School went up to Burlington to play that fantastic Essex team. Oh yeah, and I yeah. thought this is the kind of a game that, well, you know, at, at halftime, yep. Rutland is going to be close enough that they've got that they they think they've got a chance. Yep. But in the end, Rutland has got too many kids who make plays. Like. Like the team you're talking about with McLaren and Knee and uh, yep. those guys. Yep. Labrizzi, yeah, all those guys. I mean, yeah. they, they, oh, Mike DeMambro couldn't even get on the field, and he was a state track champion. He couldn't, right. he couldn't get on the, uh, the field to make plays. So I think this is one of those games there. you know. And the thing, too, is that I think it would have helped Mount Mansfield to have played Rutland over the course of the year. Uh, but they didn't play. They did that, not. That and St. Yeah. Jay, those were the two uh, the two big gaping holes in everybody's schedule there. But you saw what Rutland High School did against St. Johnsbury last the week. The game that we both thought was the final. I yeah yeah we thought we both thought it was the we thought it'd be a great game. game. But we not, I don't think either one of us thought it was going to be that kind and of a. We might not game. have seen St. Jay's best game, and you know obviously Rutland had a lot to do with that. Uh, Rutland's at home. Rutland seems to be playing better than ever. I I like Rutland by a lot. 
I, I do too. I think that 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 the Saint uh, that Mount Mansfield has some good kids on its team. Asa Carlson has done a nice job running that offense. Yep. Uh, Jarek Hackney is a good running back. They both had big weeks running the ball. Rotten's balance is very very difficult. To, and 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 people just don't stop Rotten. I mean, they're averaging over forty points a game. They just keep on putting up numbers. They almost had six hundred yards total offense last week. They're just on a roll now, and they they yeah. were got they got beat a couple weeks ago. And right. You know what? They they haven't forgotten that, and South Burlington knew that, and then yeah. Saint Jay learned that, and yep. now I think that Mount Mansfield is going to learn that as well. Here, this is going to be a very very tough game for Mount Mansfield. It, although I think they'll be in it at halftime, yeah, a couple touchdowns, but in the end, I think this is a four touchdown game. Yep. So. Yep. Um, so I, I guess I there's not a heck of a lot <coughs> beyond that to say, except that I I like. I like um, several kids for for player of the year. Um, I, I think that uh, that um, Rutland's got one. I think that St. Jay's got one. I yep. think that Fairhaven has got one. Yeah. Uh, I think when you got quarterbacks who are throwing for over three thousand yards uh, for the for the year, uh, I, you got to look at kids like that and say, yeah, that's that, that's definitely a big thing. And both those kids have thrown for over three thousand yards. I think you couldn't argue with. Any of those three? No, I don't. I don't know who the first. There'll be someone that some that we're not aware of. Absolutely. Yep. But Dakota Peters, watching him, having uh, having him played in just nine games, fifteen hundred and sixty-three yards, twenty-one touchdowns. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse yep. me. So. Um, and I always wonder because <coughs> you and I are like everybody else. We follow the ball because yep. we have to for one thing, and you wonder. Is there a, a, a guy out there like uh, Jake Ward who definitely <coughs> could have played on Sundays? No question about it. You know, there are linemen like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They never there get are. considered. There are, uh, you know, but it's 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 really hard to throw your eggs in a basket for a lineman, you know. And, and people, oh yeah. And and you know the thing is too. I mean, you you have to watch a lot of film. To make an informed decision about a lineman, right? And we've had we've had guys like that. Oh yeah, Jake Moore, Robbie Rice, you know, who right. have definitely been the cream of the crop, you know, and the best team, uh, best players yep. in their division. Yep. But you know, when you put down all this stuff in front of coaches and you say, okay, here's this guy's numbers, here's guys, this guy's numbers, here's this guy's numbers. When you do it with offensive players, ball carriers, receivers, and quarterbacks, it's an awful lot easier to break down. Uh, so, um, so I think that uh, I think it's going to be one of those three kids. Um, you know, I think we'll talk about this. We're going to take a couple of weeks break after this, and I think when we come back to start talking about the uh, the winter season and basketball and hockey, we'll start talking. We can talk a little bit about that because by that time, probably the choice will have been made as well. Here, uh, there's uh, is it is it different than is it Gatorade and then the Rutland play, then the uh, Vermont Player of the Year? Or is it the same thing? I don't know. Then of course they used to pick one. Uh, the, Vermont, the Vermont chapter of the National Football Foundation also picked one that they give at their banquet uh, like the first Sunday of May or last Sunday in April uh, um, every year. Uh, they have that also. Uh, they actually used to pick one for each division and then pick one overall. And it wasn't always the D1 kid that won the overall. Okay. Well, we know that just a few years ago, Carson Leary won it. Uh, right. Division three right. kid out of Valley And, yep. you know, it was hard to argue against that. I thought that in 2015, I thought Andy Kanash could have taken it easier. But you take it division by division by division, you know, and sometimes one kid just stands out. Right. And and, yep. and, and on a team that stood out, too, yep. that Otter Valley team. So yep. uh, tough decisions to make. So anyway, we don't have to make them. 
So, That's right. <laughs> but we'll be seeing them here pretty shortly. When we get it, you'll be, you, you will be reporting it to you, and you'll find out what it is here. But uh, the coaches have got some tough calls to make. It's a tough, it's a tough vote this year. So um, It is. So we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. We'll see how that all plays out. But first of all, go to Alumni Field. It's a great day of football. Games at 11, 2, 5 o'clock. You'll be home drinking uh, hot chocolate and your bunny slippers by 7.30, you know. So you really got to go see this last one because after this, we got a month off before we get into the gym. And we'll start talking about an entirely different universe here. I so. know, but, but we'd be remiss if we didn't say thank you, John Callahan. The three, the, the day of football, championship Saturday, having all three games in one place is his brainchild. We were there the day he proposed it at Hartford High School, and it's one of the greatest things ever to happen to Vermont high school football. Yeah, wherever you are, John, thank you very much, wherever you're coaching this week. So anyway, so go on out, watch the games, have a great time. We've watched this for uh, for 10 weeks. This is the culmination of a lot of hard work by some kids who who really have been sweating and getting through going through a lot. For This is a long stretch. You know, 11 weeks of football is a physical toll. So they're, they're, they're getting the big payoff right now. So go on out and watch it. We'll come back and we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks. I'm Bob Fredette for Tom Haley, George Noster, and our engineer. Thanks for tuning into the Inside Pitch. We'll be talking to you soon. This is the Inside Pitch. Brought to you by the Rutland Herald. Let us know what you think. Email us at sports at rutlandherald.com.